Hello, guys. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Adrian Mayfield. I'm only going to be on for a short period of time. So if you're watching this live broadcast, make sure you invite some friends to come over and join the conversation. If you end up watching this on replay, make sure you share and subscribe to my channel. So, of course, if you are in America or probably even across the globe, you hear, have heard the conversation going on about Carlton, Carl, Carlton Pearson. And I wanted to add my voice to the conversation. Let me be honest. I really didn't want to add my voice to the conversation because I saw so many things that disturbed me. But I felt like I needed to add my voice to the conversation because of all of the um, error that's out here. And so that's one of the things that I'm called to do in the body of Christ is to teach, preach and teach against error. And so that's why I'm here today to do that. So I want to say good evening to all of you. Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you're watching from around the globe. And let's jump into the conversation. So many of you um, may not be familiar with Carlton Pearson. He is um, was ordained as a bishop and he, in his start, he was a spiritual son of Oral Roberts. Yes, Oral Roberts, the healing minister from Oral Roberts University. So he was one of his spiritual sons, and he started a church in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and it was a pretty successful church. And in that period of time, for there to be a multicultural church led by an African-American pastor was rare. I mean, that's even rare today. You really don't see a lot of um, huge interracial churches that are run by African-Americans. But he had this church and he was very highly successful. He was a spiritual son of Oral Roberts and he was praised, you know, he was praised, did a lot of amazing things. He did the um, Azusa Street revivals, I think it would be called. And it would I mean, those were huge events. I mean, 40, 50,000 people easily during the period of those. And I mean, he had amazing um, influence. And so he gave a lot of people that we listen to now their starts you know, as a part of his ministry. But at some point in his life, he began to entertain things that weren't correct. Now, some of you may um, already know this um, higher dimensions, which when I saw that earlier today, I thought about um, I thought about the fact that it was called higher dimensions and can you guys see and hear me okay because it seems like i'm frozen am i frozen i hope now i'm going to keep going unless you tell me that you can't hear or see me i'm on a different device but anyway the church was called higher dimensions which you know higher dimensions the bible tells us we go from glory to glory and so you might think okay that's good and at the time that he had this church it was good but the problem already, when I heard the, what the title of the or the name of the church was, I already thought, well, higher dimensions, it kind of gave us a clue to where he ended up going in his ministry. But there are a lot of, you know, di different people saying different things. He made a video, I think it was earlier this week, about um, from from his bed because he is under hospice care for cancer. I think he's, he's had a battle or struggle with cancer for some time, overcame it, and then it came back. And so I remember several months back seeing on... Um, I think maybe Larry Reed had posted something saying, you know, that the cancer was back and that, you know, asked people to pray. And so I began to pray for him as I had before. And I'm not sure if, I, if many of you have seen it, but there is a movie about his life called um, Come Sunday. And it's a very interesting 
movie. It's very entertaining. It's very interesting. And it kind of gives you a picture into his life. Well, I wasn't sure really how accurate that movie was. But then when I looked at the website earlier today, it, they noted on the website and it's advertised on the website. So I would think that he wouldn't be promoting or advertising if it wasn't really true to his real life. And so, um, you know, he's he was made a video earlier this week and he was from his bed under hospice care. And so people started saying, you know, we're praying for you. You've done so much for the body of Christ. We love you so much. You know, we're, we're praying that you get healed. And so just maybe in one or two people's comments, I really didn't say a lot because I try, I really started to try to not be as vocal about some of these things just because just honestly due to some apathy, because I feel like a large part of what I've tried to do with the platform that God has given me with my podcast, with my social media, with my books, with the things that I do, I've tried to share the truth of the gospel. I've tried to share those from a cultural perspective because I think it's important as ministers of the gospel to teach the Bible line on line, precept by precept, to teach the word of God. I think that's important. A lot of times you hear, you know, preachers and different people who call themselves preachers sometimes, they don't ever open the Bible, but they say it was a sermon. Well, I think it's very important to preach the Bible for people to know their Bibles because that would prevent some of what I'm going to talk about today. But I also think that part of our responsibility as ministers of the gospel is to not only preach the Bible, but to also show people how to apply it. And the application of the Bible comes in in sometimes looking at cultural issues and show how they coincide with things that were taught in the Bible. Well, when you teach about the three Hebrew boys and standing against not refusing to bow to the statue of Nebuchadnezzar and going to the fiery furnace, people are like, oh, well, you know, that's the Bible. How, you know, they were in the fiery furnace. Jesus showed up. They didn't burn up. Great. But the practical application of that is when we look at things that happened in 2020, when we look at things in the United States where they want to legalize things that God has clearly said are sin. So where do you stand on those things? And so you may not have a big, tall, nine foot statue that people are saying bow to, but you do have cultural decisions, cultural beliefs. You do have sins that people are now asking you to say is okay when the Bible clearly says they're not. And so in our day and age, the statue of Nebuchadnezzar is, I guess, the, the symbol of that statue now in our world is when we're asked to support and believe and say that things are right when they're wrong. The Bible says that woe to those who call evil good and good evil. And that's what we're being asked to do a lot of times now. We have people that are saying that things that are clearly written in scripture as sin, they want you to say, they want me to say, they want us to say that they're not sin. They want us to say that there are a plethora of genders when the Bible says he made them male and female. So all of these are examples of the golden of this golden statue. It's not a man per se standing up saying bow to me, but it is this doctrine of demons. It is this ideology, this antichrist spirit that's saying bow to me. If you don't bow to me, I'm going to take away your job. If you don't take this, I'm going to take away your job. If you don't agree with this, we're going to cancel you. If you speak out against this, we're going to destroy your influence. We're going to destroy your money. We're going to destroy your followers. We're going to take your job. So that I think is very important as ministers of the gospel, as Christians, as believers, not just ministers, because we're all ministers, right? We're all supposed to be ministering. The Bible tells us that we're supposed to always be ready to give an example for give, give the reason for why we believe what we believe. So it's not isolated to apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. It's not isolated to bishops. 
every believer in Jesus Christ should be prepared and be able to say and stand flat-footed and explain why we believe what we believe, the foundation of the gospel. And so I think it's important. Sometimes people stay away from cultural issues. They're like, just preach the Bible, just talk about Jesus, just talk about Jesus. Well, I already said, of course, we should just, we should talk about Jesus. We should share the truth of the Bible because people don't read it. They don't understand it sometimes and they need that. But the problem with that is that when we don't talk about cultural issues in connection with the Bible, people are confused about how to apply it. So you have Christians who say, well, there's nothing about Halloween mission in the Bible. The Bible's not, the Halloween's not in there. So it's no big deal that I celebrate this holiday that is dedicated to the devil. That's all about death and evil and destruction. It's okay if I do that. I'm just giving out candy to kids and eat candy. So when people, when we don't talk about cultural issues, people end up getting led astray. And they get, they end up thinking that these cultural issues don't have anything to do with the Bible when in fact they do. Right. So I wanted to say all that to say, because there's been a lot of um, conversation going back and forth on social media where people are praising him. They're thanking him for the fact that he brought people to the forefront. I see a comment that says he helped bring T.D. Jakes to the forefront and, you know, all these different kinds of things. I'm not going to I would never attempt to discredit the good things that people have done. The problem with that, though, is not how you begin, it's how you end. And so this is going to go against a lot of doctrines that some people are believing, which are doctrines of devils. This once saved, always saved thing of I can say I love Jesus and say I accept Jesus, but I can make a make a decision to walk away from him and still be saved. Guys, it's just not true. It's just not it's not biblically, biblically accurate and it's not true. And so. The fact that he helped all these people, the fact that he had Azusa, the fact that he had this amazing church where people learned about him, all that's wonderful. But the fact is that in recent years, not so recent years, but he turned away from the faith and began to teach heresy. He began to think, teach things that were, that simply are not biblically accurate. Now, if you want to, you know, just be out here and have expanded consciousness, which was the name of the weekly show that he did on Facebook. It has hundreds, I mean, has thousands and thousands of viewers. If you just want to believe what you want to believe and, you know, take all these plethora of beliefs and kind of melt, merge them together, that's your right if you want to do that. But if you name the name of Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ specifically taught that he was the only way to the Father. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man, no man comes to the Father but by me. So the way means the only one. The article means the exclusive one. The way, the truth, the life. So if you don't believe that, if you believe there's multiple ways to the Father, if you believe our religions go to heaven, if you believe that you don't have to accept Jesus to, to spend eternity with God, then you're not a Christian. I'm sorry to tell you that. You're not a Christian. Because Christian means Christ-like. It means follower of Christ. And so if you are a follower of Christ, then you must believe what he believed. You must believe what he taught. And so when he began to teach that there was no hell and that everyone would go to heaven, irrespective of their religious beliefs, irrespective of whether they accepted Jesus, he lost his church over it because it was heresy. Right. If you believe the Bible, then someone starts teaching to you about there is no hell. There's no consequence for your sin. Yes, Jesus died for your sin, but you have to accept him. You have to confess your sins. And you have to accept him as your Lord and Savior in order to be a benefactor of that redemption that he purchased for us.
So I think it's very important for people to understand this. You, I just saw a girl wrote, wrote this long post about how she was a medium, which we know is the occult, which we know is dark, which we know is Satan. There's only two kingdoms, guys. There's the kingdom of light, the kingdom of darkness. There's God's kingdom and Satan's kingdom. That's it. It's only two. Everything follows in one or the other. So if you're a medium, if you are uh, doing witchcraft, if you're burning sage and you're having seances and you're meeting with the devil to get intelligence and get information about people and you're sharing that with them, you are in bona fide witchcraft. You are working for Satan. You're not working for God. And so she wrote this post about how she was a medium and how she was so excited to meet him because he talks about expanded consciousness. And finally, she was able to find someone who knew, you know, who believed that what she believed. And so that is the problem. That's why I'm on here tonight, because although he did a lot of amazing things in the end of his life, he taught and preached heresy. He specifically taught things that contradicted the Bible. And so because of that, we can't celebrate his teaching. We can't celebrate what he was doing because a lot of people are, were led astray. The Bible says they're led like sheep to the slaughter. And that's what happened. Even this young lady, before I got ready to come on, she is walking around in this delusion. She's walking around deceived largely because she followed him. Now, I don't, I don't give him the weight of all of our ignorance. Because it's your responsibility to read the Bible. The Bible says, study to show yourself approved that you will be a workman who is not ashamed. Which means when you come face to face with a witch, you come face to face with a warlock, you come face to face with a uh, someone who is an atheist and who doesn't believe in God, you won't be ashamed because you will know that which you believe. You will be able to substantiate it with scripture and you'll be able to explain what you believe. It's not just some concept that you say, I just want people to believe, you'll be able to justify what you believe. And in order to do that, you have to study. That's why I say study to show yourselves approved, right? A workman who's not ashamed. So that means that you have to read your own Bible. So if people come and they teach heresy, they preach heresy, they tell you same-sex marriage is okay. They tell you can be 46 genders. They tell you that a man and woman can live together and not be married. They tell you that you can lie on your taxes. They tell you that um, your worship ministers can, can be dating each other. And all this kind of stuff and sleeping together and it's okay. Your pastor can have a wife and a girlfriend and a side piece and a boyfriend. All of this stuff. If they tell you this stuff, you're supposed to go to the Bible and read for yourself. Guys, you're supposed to go to the Bible and read for yourself and then you will know the truth. The Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. Right? And so I don't hold him solely responsible. I hold us responsible. I hold you responsible. If you don't, if you're led into this delusion, but God said that you would not have many people to desire to be teachers because teachers are going to be judged more harshly. So because he taught this heresy and because people believed it and they followed it and they're still believing it, all this expanded consciousness, which is new age. So all of these things that he taught and believed have led people astray. They've led people away from the true Jesus. They've led people away from the gospel. And so we cannot celebrate that. We cannot praise that because people's souls are in the balance. And so those are just some of the things I wanted to share because I just wanted to lend my voice to the conversation. I've seen people saying, you know, I saw some people say, you know, well, we should pray for him. Of course we should pray for him. Of course we should believe we should ask God to save him. Of course, we should say that he would be delivered from the strong delusion that he's under. Yes, but we cannot in the same breath celebrate the fact that he is leading people astray. 
And this is one of the issues with the church. This is one of the reasons why the Antichrist is going to be able to even the whole belief in this anti-Jesus belief and the um, the man of perdition will be able to rise. It's, we're right for it now because most of us are already in the matrix. We don't know our right from left. We don't know up from down. We got our faces inside of these all day long and we don't know what's going on according to the spiritual temperature of the world, which is the controlling realm. And so I wanted to come on tonight, not to bash Carlton Pearson, but to say that if someone preaches here and see, I don't care who it is, if it's me, you need to turn away from such turn away. If someone comes to you preaching another Jesus, if they come to you telling you there is no hell, that there is no responsibility that you have to live for Jesus, that you don't have to accept Jesus, that every belief, every religion, every person goes to heaven, you need to reject those false beliefs. Turn away from them. Paul said, if someone comes to you preaching, another Jesus have nothing to do with him. And that's what's happening. A lot of you are being deceived. You're being bewitched by another, by these false teachings about another Jesus. Jesus of the Bible came because we were laden in sin. He came and lived a perfect life under the control of the Holy Spirit to show us what God looks like and to redeem all mankind. He died on a cross, an innocent man. He went to a grave. While he was in the grave, he went to hell. He took the keys. He spoiled every principality and power and made an open spectacle of them by triumphing over them in the cross. So that's, this is the truth of the gospel. This is supposed to be what we believe. Without the blood of Jesus being shed, there is no remission of sin. That's what the Bible says. So if you say you're a Christian, you got to believe the Bible. And so when people start saying there's no hell, everybody goes to heaven, all these kind of things are heresy, right? They're not true. They're not biblical. They don't agree with the Bible. And so you can't agree with them and say you're a Christian. You can't agree with people who are preaching against the Bible and say that you belong to Jesus. And so, guys, that's just the truth. Those are just the facts. You know, you may like it, you may not like it, um, but that's just what it is. And so people that you see there have alliances with him, people that have allegiances with him, people who have brought, the, brought him on their platforms, people who are using, allowing his voice to be heralded out so that you can hear it and be led astray. Guys, mark them, right? Mark them, mark them as those who are bringing damage to the body. Mark those as people you don't need to be listening to because this is the truth. I'm only sharing it because I love you. I'm only sharing it because I saw so many people saying things that weren't true. And I was like, God, but I don't even want to do my hair. I don't want to put on makeup. I don't want to do all this stuff. I just want to keep sitting here in my desk doing my work. But I kept seeing so many things and it just grieved my heart. And I said, no, I need to come on and say something. And so I have shared the truth here, and this is a good opportunity for you to share this with someone to click subscribe or follow, depending on what platform you're watching, and share it with someone who needs to know the truth. There are a lot of people who are confused. The other night I was praying for people that I know, the person I was praying with was like, pray for people that you know that don't know Jesus. I got to like 30 names without even stopping. And so... You know, I guess some people might say, well, goodness, if you're a Christian, why are they not saved? But I share the gospel with everyone I encounter, but still people have to choose. They have to believe, right? Those who call upon the Lord, they will be saved. But each person has to make their own decision because we have free will. And so, guys, thanks for watching. Please share with others. I want to pray for you before I close out, but I really didn't want to be on here a super long time. So let's pray. 
Father, we thank you that the entrance of your word brings light and understanding to the simple. We thank you for the testament of Jesus, which is the spirit of prophecy. Holy Spirit, we thank you for teaching us, for testifying of truth, for convicting us of sin, and for testifying of Jesus. We thank you for filling us and indwelling us. And I pray now for even someone who may be watching, who may be confused. We pray that you will visit them with your truth, that you will visit them with your light, that they will know there is no such thing as expanded consciousness, that there is, as your word says, that every man will stand before it will, as to every man will stand before you in the judgment, right? And so we thank you for giving us this truth. We thank you for giving me the opportunity to use my voice for this truth. And we thank you that even now through this life, through this, through people telling this truth and hearing this truth, that some might be spared and they might not spend eternity in hell. We thank you, Jesus, for redeeming us. We thank you for your blood. We thank you for covering us with your blood. We thank you for interceding for us as our great high priest. And we thank you for giving us the opportunity to know you. What a privilege it is to be redeemed by you and to know you as our Savior and our Lord. So, Father, thank you for this opportunity. I cover everyone who is watching, even those who will watch on the replay. I pray that you will bring your light and your truth into their life. We stand now as an intercessor on their behalf and pray that every doctrine of devils will be dispelled in the name of Jesus. That every spirit of delusion, every strong delusion that comes to try to turn your people into error. That, it, that there be a cease and desist on the spirit. Now, in the name of Jesus, we release your light. We release your truth, the truth of your word, that only those who call upon you shall be saved. So we thank you, Father, for your love. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys. Thanks so much for watching. Let's see in the comments. And someone was talking about the people that he helped. It says it doesn't pardon his sin or his false teachings. Um, very good. I agree. So th thanks so much for watching. Thanks for your engagement and interaction. I haven't been on here doing a live in a long time. So next time I'll try to do better like I used to do about actually um, re reading your comments as I'm going and kind of responding to those. So God bless you. Please share this with people who need to know the truth. God's people are, are dying and they're going to hell. And it doesn't have to be the case. Repent and turn your life to Jesus while there's still time. God bless you. and Have a good night.